This show is not a substitute for professional counseling and no relationship is created between the show hosts or guests and any listener. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, we encourage you to contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. It's 6 o'clock and time again for Brain Matters, the official radio show of the UA Counseling Center. We are broadcasting from the campus of the University of Alabama. Good evening. My name is Dr. B.J. Gunther and I'm the host of the show along with my colleague and producer, Catherine Howell. And in case you don't know, this show is about mental and physical health issues that affect college students and in particular UA students. So you can listen to us each Tuesday night at 6 p.m. on 90.7 FM or online at wbuafm.ua.edu. You can also also download the MyTuner radio app and type in WVUAFM uh, 90.7 to listen to us. If you have, if you're listening and you have any upcoming show topics, please email those to me at brainmattersradio at wbuafm.ua.edu, and I'll consider using your show topic because we're pro- we're we're not quite halfway through the semester. This is our fifth show, and we'll do shows until probably the first week of May or the last week of. April and then we don't do shows in the summer so if you have ideas we're, we're booked out until probably April but we're going to need some more ideas for some shows and um, don't think that anything is too unusual or weird or uh, or that we wouldn't consider it because I consider just about everything. I mean, last week's show was very interesting. We talked about psychedelic assisted therapy and um, it was fascinating. And, you know, some people might be shocked at that, but there's a lot of research and evidence to back up that form of therapy. So, um yeah, but if you uh, once again, uh, Catherine helped me give out the um, email address. Uh, but if you need to email us questions or, like I said, upcoming topic ideas, it's brainmattersradio at wbuafm.ua.edu. Tonight's topic, you know, I like to revisit. Sometimes I like to revisit every year, at least once a year, the same topics because I feel like it's that important, especially if it's something, especially with college students, something like stress management, test anxiety, panic attacks uh, are pretty, you know, common themes with college students, public speaking even, but so is depression. And I think that's something that we don't talk, I mean, you feel like people are talking about it all the time, but it's really not, I don't really think people are talking about it as much as you think. And um, I like, especially with us being on a college campus, I like to make it a little easier for people to bring up. And so tonight, our topic is healing from depression, which is an interesting way to put it. It's not just depression. I want to talk about the positives. Um, if somebody has depression, how you can heal from that and give some people some hope. Sometimes symptoms of depression can make you feel like you're sinking into a void. And and um, the deeper you sink, the harder it can feel to get out. And this is especially true because depression lies. Uh, it may tell you, you know, that you're alone and you're unloved or that you'll never escape the feelings of hopelessness or worthlessness uh, that you're experiencing. And it can be a challenging condition, but it's highly treatable. And for example, evidence suggests that creating and sticking to some reliable daily routines may help improve mental health. My guest tonight is Brent Franson. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Brent. Brent is pretty unique i think and you've you know i feel intimidated by brent because he's done so much he's the founder and ceo of uh, most days and we're gonna let him explain what most days is he's he he um describes himself as a serial entrepreneur his interest in entrepreneurial endeavors began in high school when he founded a full service search technology marketing agency and after moving to palo alto california in 20 uh, 2005 brent was on the founding team of reputation.com the worldwide leader in online reputation management reputation.com was named a technology pioneer by the world economic forum and was backed by kleiner perkins bessemer venture partners and august capital and most recently brent 
Matt was the CEO of Euclid uh, Analytics, a leader in retail data anal- and analytics backed up by Benchmark Capital, NEA, Harrison Metal, and Group Arnault. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Under his leadership, Euclid was acquired by WeWork in 2019. That's a mouthful, Brent. Thank you for being on the show, and I hope I pronounced everything and introduced you correctly and everything was up to date. I took it straight off the Most Days uh, website. Yeah, you got it all right. It's great to be here. Well, tell us, first of all, before we get into it, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and why you're interested in this topic. I, I introduced your you know, credentials, but if there's anything to add, go ahead and add that, too. No, I mean, the, the professional stuff, I think, is is more boring than the personal stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> most days is a really personal company for me. I mean, I think like many of us, I um, I grew up around a lot of addiction and I've also had the benefit of being surrounded by a lot of recovery from addiction. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about addiction is, and this is a gross oversimplification, but I think it helps illustrate the point. Addiction is we're kind of caused by doing the same thing over and over again, and it's cured by stopping doing that thing. And so obviously it's it's far more complicated than that. But at its core, addictions are diseases of of, of that have behavior right at the center of them. Yes. And the the frameworks for behavior change that we see in addiction are really interesting and they're really they're really effective. There was a study done by a person named Dr. Keith Humphreys at Stanford, which was a study of the studies of the behavior change frameworks in addiction. And it showed that they can be more efficacious, they can be more effective than therapy and then medications, et cetera. And so addictions are so complicated that there's not really an app for that. Um, if, If you're really struggling deeply in addiction, often um, what people need is inpatient treatment. What we think of as rehab and spending 30 days in in treatment. I did that in my early 20s um, and it can be very helpful. Um, And But for me, so I had this, I've I've had a lot of exposure to addiction, unfortunately, like so many of us have. And then I'm 40 now. In my early 30s, I was just a totally overwhelmed tech CEO who was not happy. I just wasn't happy. I wasn't healthy. I wasn't sleeping well. I was totally stressed out. And I realized the things that I do or don't do most days, Mm -hmm. that's what's going to make or break me. My habits, my routine is what is the only kind of path to salvation for me. Yes, yes. And so I built a crazy system for myself. And that system is responsible for this really beautiful life that I lead today. And, um, and most days an extension of that system. So most days is a, it's an app to help people change their behavior and change their habits to improve the quality of their lives. Yeah. You listed as a life improvement platform. That's right. Yep. It's amazing too. I just, I, you know, I've been playing around with it today a little bit. I did a profile and all that just so I would know what we were talking about. You just answered, I think you just answered my next question is how'd you come up with the name? which is very um, creative. It's a very creative name. I mean, I think the key and it's, it's inner, you know, most days is a mindset and it's a system and the name most days is really important because self-compassion is so important when we're trying to bring any kind of change to our lives. And so we see the themes of self-compassion in addiction, right? So if you go into the rooms, if you were to go to an AA meeting, you would hear people saying tomorrow is a new day and <laughs> progress, not perfection. Yes. You know, those themes are not only helpful Please in those change. rooms. Yeah. <laughs> They're helpful no matter what kind of change that you're trying to bring to your life. And luckily the science of self-compassion is really clear. It be really inconvenient if um you know we beat ourselves up and that was a more effective way to bring change to our lives it's not you know beating ourselves up makes it less likely that we're going to bring the change to our lives and so most days in the name um is a spirit of self-compassion and in the the app and in the community we're really focused on on self-compassion compassion because that's the most of the most effective way to to bring healthy change to our lives yeah i um I, I keep a list for students of best anxiety. I really call it like best anxiety, anti-anxiety apps, but it includes apps to help with sleep too. And we'll get to that in a minute. Cause that's part of um, your app. And 
I've added most days to that list because it's refreshing to find, you know, really when you look at your app um, and when we talk about routines and I've read some articles to lead up to this show about routines, it's really something, and Catherine can talk about this too. This is something I probably talk about with students constantly, most days, no pun intended. Um, you know, and but but it's really refreshing now to be able to, and I'm not just promoting the app, but it's really kind of neat to be able to, um, you know, tailor for the, a student what they need because it, it they, it's almost like it, you get tired of talking about time management. You know, they kind of roll their eyes. They've heard that a million times. And for some students, they feel like they are, man and they really are managing their time very well because they don't have a lot of time. So they're doing everything when they need to do it, if that makes sense. And it's frustrating because they don't feel like they have any free time. But with an app like this, if they created a routine, I think it gives them like a short-term goal day to day. Is that, does that sound fair? Yeah, I think it, I mean, at the core of, of most days, and I think, you know, whether you're using most days to do this or you're, you're writing these things down for yourself, I think there's kind of two pieces that are important for all of us. We're all on this journey of, of at least wanting to be as healthy and happy as we can. And many of us are actively, you know, trying to improve our health and happiness. And so there's one piece, which is what are the things that if you do most of them most days, what's a set of habits? in your routine. So on most days you, you create a routine and routine is a set of habits you're trying to incorporate in your life. Um, what is that set of habits that's in your routine that, you know, if you do most of them, most days, you're going to feel pretty good. And then there is the second piece, which is how do you surround yourself with a structure, with a set of tools that actually helps you adopt that change that actually mm -hmm. helps you um, achieve those habits. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that structure is important no matter how you do it, whether you do it on most days or you do it somewhere else. Students are in a particularly, I think, difficult position because there are a lot of things about I'll speak from my own experience um, as a college student about being a student that are not really self-care. Like maybe you're staying up late, you know, there's the social side of student life, right? There's a bunch of different things that you're doing that um, are part of the college experience, but might not be actively contributing to your self-care. You've got a fairly substantial um, workload on top of that. And so I think, you know, finding time for self-care is hard and it's important, you know, as as we um, move beyond that student life and into other areas of our life, it's yes. easier to have more routine. It's easier to like go to sleep at the right time and get up at the right time, et cetera. And so students have a, a per, you know, a distinct challenge as it relates to taking care of themselves. Um, there's also some amazing things about being students. You know, it's not all bad, but. Oh yeah. And I hear about that too. Um, let's take our first break, Brent. And when we come back, I want to talk about, um, I named the show Healing from Depression. Let's talk about exactly what that means. And then let's take a couple of email questions if you're, if you're willing. Okay. So yeah. hang with us and continue listening. You're listening to Brain Matters on 90.7 The Capstone. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. This show is not a substitute for professional counseling and no relationship is created between the show hosts or guests and any listener. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, we encourage you to contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. Hey, 
you're back listening to Brain Matters on 90.7 The Capstone. I'm BJ Gunther, and we're talking tonight with Brent Franson, who is the CEO, founder, and I guess creator of Most Days app, which is amazing. It's an amazing app. If you're listening, download it because it helps you develop a routine, which is, you know, we mostly gear our show to college students, but anybody can use this app. I mean, it's good for anyone who's busy or who feels um, that they don't have some maybe direction. And I was going to ask you, Brent, does, does the app address procrastination and motivation at all? It does. Yeah. So there's, so at the core of the app is the routine. We have expert authored routines that are all authored by by top, mainly psychologists, but psychologists and neuroscientists uh-huh. for everything from anxiety and depression to grief, loneliness, stress, and burnout. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different categories. One of the categories we have is ADHD. So Dr. Ari Tuckman wrote the ADHD routines, and there are um, there's a routine specifically for procrastination in the ADHD routine. There's also a set of routines written by a woman named Dr. Alice Boys uh, for productivity, and we address procrastination specifically in the productivity routines as well that is amazing that's amazing um when we before the break um i've named the show healing from depression so i want to ask you like what does that mean what is you know define heal and can you tell us what you know what you mean by heal from depression yeah i mean so depression is very so depression is complicated i think the term healing is complicated i think it can imply that there is a that there's a destination that hey we uh we are experienced some well let's let's set let's talk about the term depression for a second there is you meet the diagnostic criteria to be diagnosed with what's called major depressive uh-huh. disorder uh-huh. um and then there is feeling symptoms of depression like Part of the human experience is you will feel some form of depression during a normal life in which you never are meet the diagnostic criteria for major depressive disorder. And so I, I would say, and that's why this term healing can be a little bit complicated because a life in which we experience you know, no symptoms of depression, nothing that feels like depression. It's probably a life where we're medicating ourselves in unhealthy ways. You know, that's a normal Mm -hmm. experience in life. Now, if you are suffering from major depressive disorder, what we think of as people who are, who are suffering from depression, you can go from a place where that feels totally unmanageable and you feel buried under the weight of that to a place where it feels much more normal and much more manageable. So when I think of healing in the context of depression, I think about it as somebody who is who is really um, deeply suffering from major depressive disorder, and they then do the work and they seek the help that allows them to exist in a place in which they're not, you know, they're not suffering to such a such a great disease, such, such a great degree. But it's kind of all journey and there's no destination, right? Like we have to get up every day and, and do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's how I would think about the term healing is going from a place of a lot of suffering to a place of much less suffering. Yeah, and it's refreshing to have a tool like the Most Days app. And I'm sure there's a lot of others, but there, it's really refreshing because Um, I think some people, and and don't get me wrong, when it's severe depression, there is a need um, for medication sometimes. But it's really nice to have an alternative because I'm finding that a lot of students come in and they have, you know, they have what I would describe as a low mood. They don't even want to categorize it or label themselves as depressed. They just don't want to go that that route. And that's where this app, I think, would be very, very helpful to them. Um, I've read some articles in preparation for this show. One that I read, I can't remember where it came from, but it's it's entitled The Power of Routines in Your Mental Health. I mean, there's tons of articles about how important routine is for your mental health, having this, I guess, having the self-discipline. But some people don't know, they don't get the, um, 
I don't want to say notifications, but they don't get the reinforcements and they have to have their own self-discipline. And some people just don't have that. And some of the research I did about the Most Days app was um, people who have used it and talk about how they got notifications, how they there is a great community support system on the app. So there's different, like I said, there's different support for the, the student, there would be, who doesn't have a whole lot of self-discipline, to be honest, is what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the difficult thing about bad habits is they tend to have an immediate reward and then long-term consequence. So, right, if I'm not feeling well and I drink the beer or I eat the ice cream or whatever, that, that actually tends to make me feel a little bit better for some very short period of time, but, but basically immediately. And then what happens is if I repeat that, it often makes the, it'll make the problem worse. Like whatever I'm like drinking the beer to pacify, pacify myself from, that thing is gonna get much worse over time if I keep using the beer to, to deal with that. Good habits tend to have no immediate reward, but they tend to have lots of long-term benefit, right? Yes. So it's the classic, like if I eat the apple a day, it's, you know, I'm not really going to notice it that one day, but if I do it every day, I, I can be healthier over time. Or, um, And so what you want to do, whether, and, and we do this on most days, there are ways that you can do this in your own life is say, hey, how do I attach an immediate reward to something that doesn't intrinsically have it. Um, and so there's a there are habit hacks like putting a reward at the end of, uh, let's say you want to go work out. You know, my wife does this. She's like, I only work out for carbs. Like she's like, hey, we're gonna, I'm happy to ride my bike, but we're gonna ride to a place where I can get a croissant. And that's fine. That's a very good habit hack. Put a little piece of chocolate basically at the end of the workout or a croissant at the end of the workout. So there, there are a bunch of hacks that you can, employ to attach these immediate reward loops to things that don't inherently have them to things that you might not want to do. And you don't have to purely rely um, on willpower or on discipline. But yeah, that's the tricky thing about good habits and bad habits is good. Bad habits are really easy to adopt and, and healthy habits are much harder. And harder to break too. You know, it's harder for when students come in here. I had a student today who came in and he um, he had told me this last week. He, when he drinks, and right now we're in the darty season, which those are day parties, which is crazy, whatever. But it's, um, you know, all times of the day and night. And he said, when I wake up with a hangover, that's when I have more anxiety. So he, he like has enough insight to know, well, then don't drink so much to where you're going to have a bad hangover if that's what's causing it. But it's just having the discipline to break that habit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, for me, and this is true for so many, alcohol is just, it's like pouring jet fuel <laughs> on my anxiety. Yes. It, it makes it so bad. And then alcohol impacts your sleep. And when you don't sleep oh, poorly, yeah. that can it's exacerbate anxiety. It's a vicious cycle. Hey, let's take a, um, this is just a basic question. And, uh, you know, let me know if you don't want to answer it or can't answer it from an email a person via email. What is the single most important thing that a person can do to help facilitate overcoming depression? Oh, go, go talk to a professional. I mean, <laughs> That's uh, a good answer. <laughs> you know, de well, but depression is depression is really complicated. And so but we do know that we have again. So I'm not a, I, I am not a, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. So you should you should always talk to your healthcare professional. But we know that the medications for depression when taken properly can be really helpful. We know a lot about the science of behavior change and things from cognitive behavioral therapy yes. Yes. that can be really helpful, even really basic things like getting out of bed, taking a shower, making your bed, leaving the house. Um, these are, you know, scientifically proven to be helpful in mitigating the impact of depression. Um, and then obviously we know that speaking with a psychologist or a therapist yes. about, about whatever you're struggling from can be really helpful. So if you can do one thing for your depression, it's go talk to somebody who, you know, spent their career, um, uh, you know, understanding something you know, don't go yeah, talk to a psychologist and, and can make an assessment too about the seriousness of is there any risk factors? That's what I always worry about, you know, as opposed to mild depression that can be treated with um, 
CBT or talk therapy. Hey, do you have do you run statistics on your app that let that that you know? I don't know how to ask this. That you know what the number one um, diagnosis maybe or condition or symptom even is that people have when they're using the app that makes that didn't even come out right did it (laughs) well i mean you know what i mean we know what people what people use most days for and our our top categories would be uh anxiety depression adhd and sleep um specifically as it relates to depression there's something called the, uh, it's an assessment called the PHQ-9, uh-huh. which is a personal health questionnaire. It's a nine-question assessment that will give you a score that allows you to understand the severity of your depression. There's yes. one called the the Generalized Anxiety Disorder 7, the GAD-7 for anxiety. Um, clinicians will give you those. If you go see somebody, you can, you can go on most days, and we have these assessments on most days to get a sense. If you're worried about specifically you know depression or anxiety where am i at um you know there are there are these diagnostic assessments that that can be helpful i would think this would be a wonderful app for adhd uh and and possibly maybe even high functioning autism yeah autism is on our on on the roadmap for us but yeah we are used very commonly i mean it's one of our it's i think it's now our number two um, condition areas adhd most definitely hey um catherine's giving me the signal so let's take another quick break when we come back i've got some more um email questions and then some more questions for myself also that i've got hang on you're listening to brain matters on 90.7 the capstone WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. This show is not a substitute for professional counseling and no relationship is created between the show hosts or guests and any listener. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, we encourage you to contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. Matters on 90.7 The Capstone. I'm Dr. BJ Gunther. We're talking tonight about healing from depression, but mainly we're talking about a unique, I think it's a unique app called Most Days. And Brent Franson is the CEO and founder. And how long has Most Days been around? When did you start it? We started it right at the beginning of 2020. So it was not COVID inspired, but it, it happened uh, It happened yeah. right, right at the beginning of 2020 when we started the company. Wow. Um, you know, the one of the articles that I read, the, um, uh, the same article I mentioned a minute ago, The Power of Routines in Your Mental Health, the author, I want to read you this. She says, feeling as though you're falling down the procrastination vortex. That's what she mentioned. Procrastination vortex is no fun. In retrospect, though, I can appreciate how my freelance writing career and the pursuit of my multi-passionate career might have not been possible if it were not for this small procrastination crisis. So she says, maybe if it hadn't been for this procrastination crisis, I would have never been able to discover just how powerful my routines are for my mental health. Is that kind of, a, you know, epiphany that you had when you were developing this app? Yeah, I mean, so, well, there's a there's a whole bunch of, I think, there's a whole bunch of things that are counterintuitive about behavior change um, that are it's good to remind ourselves about. And, and this relates to procrastination and just adopting any kind of behavior. So one is action creates motivation. And so what you want to do when you're thinking about getting out of a procrastination slump or you're you're trying to adopt a habit is think about the really small first step that you can take. And so if somebody wants 
wants to start exercising and they don't exercise at all, go walk around the block and count it and come back tomorrow and walk around the block again. You don't want to build it up in your head as like, I've got to go to the gym for an hour and a yes. half. I haven't been there forever. Then and then it becomes you get a in that chore. loop. Yeah, you don't have time to do it. You talk yourself out of actually doing it. And so you want to break things into, into a really small piece and then give yourself credit for, for completing that piece. Because if you're consistent in walking around the block most days, one block's going to turn into two, two blocks is going to turn into three. You know, the intensity and the length of that workout, that's going to come naturally over time. And I think, Far too often we focus on like, I got to do this really big thing or I got to make a bunch of progress in a really short period of time. And really, it's just about getting started. The hardest part is starting. And so make it really easy for yourself to get started. If that's adopting a habit that's really hard for you to adopt or breaking a habit that's really difficult to break. Like the person that you talked about who's drinking, you know, maybe you don't go right from drinking every day to not drinking at yeah. all. Maybe it's just about having a little bit less. And if you stay on that path, you'll get to a place where, where maybe you're not having any at all. I mean, that's been my journey with alcohol was like, Oh, I'm drinking too much. And a little less, a little less, less. Now I don't drink at all. Um, but give yourself the time to, to, do it right and it, it makes it a little bit easier how for my people who are for my students who might be listening who are list makers i'm a huge list maker that's how i know honestly that's how i know sometimes at the end of the day when i've accomplished certain things it makes you feel good it makes you feel like you've done something and haven't wasted your day so how is the app utilizing list is it so, the, so lists are very lists. What, what we would call uh, what what you're referring to as a list, we would call a routine. So, at the okay. center of most days is is a a list of thing, a list of habits that you are trying to incorporate into your life. So, I'll give you some examples from my own. It's you know, wake up before six thirty. Um, don't look at my phone the first hour after waking up. Exercise more than thirty minutes. Like you know, don't eat dessert. You know, whatever it might be. These are things that I'm just trying to do or not do most days. Now, but lists on their own, um, uh, they, they tend not to be that helpful. So there's really a question of what are the tools? What's the structure that you put around the list? So I'll share some things that are that we do on most days, but you, you don't, you don't have to use most days in order to do these things. One, the science of accountability is really clear. And so whether you're accountable to a friend, whether you're setting a timer to remind yourself to check the list and you're accountable to yourself, setting up a system for accountability is really important. You can do accountability in groups. Maybe you're trying to exercise and so you join a running group or whatever it might be. And so you wanna have accountability. Another trick from acceptance and commitment therapy, and tr trick is the wrong word, is an amazing tool is identifying values and goals. So core values would be kind of who, do, what kind of person do you want to be in the world? So core values for me would be persistence and honesty. Um, uh, I'm trying to forget. I, I always have three core values that I'm that I'm reminding myself of. And if you're, if you're reminding yourself of your core values and the decisions that you're making, it can be easier. Oh, self-control is the third one that I've been working on. It can be easier to make the decision to like not have the last beer at the end of the night, or it can be easier to make the decision to walk out of the house and, you know, go for that run um, that has been eluding you. And so you want to make sure that you've got your list, your set of things you're trying to do or not do most days, but then you want to make sure you're putting a little bit of structure around that list that increase the odds of adopting that change. You mentioned accountability. I was reading some of the reviews about the app, <clears throat> positive reviews, and one person mentioned accountability partners. I think that's what she said. What is that? Is that like a friend like you're talking about? Yeah. So on most days you can have, you can invite somebody who you know, who is your accountability partner and they will be updated on your progress on most days or lack thereof. So they can encourage you if you're following, if you're falling off, so you can invite somebody who, you know, 
or you can be matched with another member of the most days community. A lot of people find benefit in having an accountability partner who's somebody who they don't really know yeah. in their day-to-day life. And so you Maybe can be matched with another member. Can be yeah. objective too. What about, um, can the app help someone or a student who is in acute crisis? Uh, well, it can in the sense that we are going to identify. So we collaborated with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is the largest nonprofit in the U.S. dedicated to uh, you know, preventing suicide. Right. And um, we if we find that somebody on most days is in a like a, a difficult place that's concerning, yes. we will automatically send them information related to the you know, the 988 number and the suicide prevention crisis lines where and those are one in the same actually now. Uh-huh where we can tell them, hey, this is where you need to go to get help. And so if you're really in, uh, if, if if you're in a really difficult place, you wanna call 988 if you're in the, you know, I'm assuming everybody, everybody here oh, yeah. in Alabama in the US, yes. um, reach out to a friend, reach out to a professional. Um, there's not an app for that. What about, um, is it, is, is most days free? Is there a subscription service? Uh, you know, is there a free version? Is there like financial assistance if somebody needed it? What, how do you handle that? Yeah, Most Days is member supported. So we ask everybody who signs up for Most Days to contribute. Um, that allows us to make sure that we are serving, you know, the people who are using the product okay. instead yes. of exploiting those people on behalf of a third party like like we do with advertising platforms. There's no advertising on Most Days. But our mission is to democratize access to a platform that can help people improve the quality of their life. So we have a no questions asked scholarship program. So if somebody cannot afford to contribute and it's a contribute what you can model um, so you can pay different amounts and just and you get the same thing but if somebody can't afford to contribute anything they fill out a little scholarship form and then uh yeah we just give it to them for free what about um you know you mentioned having neuroscientists and psychologists um, that help do the research and, and their credentials, psychology, their credentials are in mental health, it sounds like. Are there any other professionals who are involved, like um, sports psychologists or, or even nutritionists or anybody like that? Or is it mainly just from the mental health field? It's mostly mental health. We have a set of routine for routines for eating disorders. And okay. Dr. Marsha Heron, who is at Dartmouth, she wrote those routines and she's a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a set of routines for heart disease, which w- those were written by a cardiologist who is at Stanford. And so there's a variety of clinicians. I mean, I think what's interesting about behavior and lifestyle, uh-huh. um, it depends on how you measure it. Kind of 40 to 70% of quality and length of life will be due to behavior and lifestyle will be due to the things we do or don't do most days. About 10 percent is due to access to medical care, even though that's where we, and I'm not, uh, you know, traditional <laughs> medical care is amazing. Um, we spend about $5 trillion in uh, in the U.S. Uh, a year in that area. And so we've focused predominantly on mental health, but the reality is, is the things you do or don't do most days, they matter, they matter for your physical health as well. Um, you know, if, if you're somebody who um, is prone to heart disease, you've got a genetic predisposition to heart disease, you have heart disease, yeah. you know, the things you, the things you eat, you know, how active you are, those things really matter. How, how is most days different from other apps in your opinion? I think we are, we're pretty unique. And so we're either the only idiots doing it the way that we're doing no. it or the only geniuses. Yeah. Um, the the way in which we're unique is we we have said hey we're going to have these behavioral prescriptions we would call them you know that technically prescriptions yeah. for a couple of dozen different conditions primarily mental health conditions and that is unusual typically uh the advice would be to an entrepreneur like me and companies like this would say hey we exist to solve you know we're just going to help with depression for example. But what happens is when you sign up for most days, we ask you, what are you working on? And you can, you can select from a set of tiles that have all the different condition areas. People on average selected seven 
until we said, hey, we've got to just max you out at three, at least when you sign up, you can always add more later. But I think what that speaks to is we suffer horizontally. Like we're not always so lucky to just be suffering from one thing. If we've got depression, we, our sleep is probably suffering. We might have yes. some anxiety as well. Maybe there's a little ADHD in there. And so we really have taken this approach of how do we build something that can meet people where they're at and can treat the, that can, can kind of help the whole person right. as opposed to just in one siloed area. Right. Um, so we're unique in that way. And then we tend to be very unique in terms of community and accountability being so central to what we're doing. So there's nothing else that exists that's quite like us and, we think that's a good thing, but again, maybe there'll is, be some reason. Yeah, I, I mean, I had never even thought about um, an app that addresses routines. You know, you can find scheduling apps and stuff like that, but not as unique as this. So let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more about resources. And I've got one more question about depression. Um, so... Stay with us. You're listening to Brain Matters on 90.7, The Capstone. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. This show is not a substitute for professional counseling and no relationship is created between the show hosts or guests and any listener. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, we encourage you to contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. to Brain Matters on 90.7 The Capstone. I'm Dr. B.J. Gunther, and we're talking tonight about healing from depression. My guest is Brent Franson. Brent has is the CEO and founder of the coolest app called Most Apps. And if you haven't checked it out while you've been listening, please do. Um, you can find it on the App Store or wherever you get your apps if you have an Android. But um, if you have questions for myself or Brent in this last segment, or if you have questions for the future or future topics, email those to me at brainmattersradio. Uh, at wvuafm.ua.edu. Sorry, I'll say that again. Brain Matters Radio at wvuafm.ua.edu. It's been a long day, Brent. I know it has for you too. <laughs> you're in California, so you're a, a, a few hours earlier than we are right now. It's almost closing time here for us. But um, when we left off, you were telling us a little bit about why your app most app most days is different than from other apps but can you tell us what's the most important factor in in your research that you found what's the most important one factor in improving depression oh i mean i think again i would i would come back to just seeing a professional that i mean that it's such a complicated um condition and, and for so and many people for everybody yeah. and unique and it can be it can be um very harmful right mm -hmm. so rates of rates of uh suicide and attempts are higher in in people who are suffering from depression and so i there are two things i would say one is change is possible. Like people get better from depression yes, every single day. And so just know that, that there is a path where you don't have to suffer in the way that you're, that you might be suffering. And two, we have a lot of amazing professionals who can be helpful in pointing you in the right direction and can help you sort through whether or not you need meds, can help you, you know, providing therapy, et cetera. And so we've got some really great experts and I highly encourage everybody to go, go, go chat with one. Can you tell us, can you tell some of the listeners about any resources that you know of, any other apps, any other books or any things that's influenced you in your life that have been very helpful, any um, websites and give us your website too. 
Yeah. So we're most days.com. Um, so I think, you know, the resource. So first of all, we have this amazing number now called nine, eight, eight, which is think about it like a mental health nine, one, one. So if you are hurting, if you're concerned, if you know, it's available 24 seven and it's free. So if somebody needs to be pointed in the right direction immediately, there's some, some crisis, I would be calling nine, eight, eight. It's a really, really amazing resource. Um, for me, uh, what's been helpful is a lot of learning on the science of behavior change. There's a professor at USC named Wendy Wood, who's written an amazing book on changing habits and changing behavior. Um, Atomic Habits by by James Clear is a good book that talks about a lot of the habit hacks. There's a professor at Stanford named B.J. Fogg um, who who wrote a book um, called Tiny Habits. All these books are like, you know, small habits in some way. Um, But spend time learning about whatever you're suffering from. If you are somebody who's got OCD, just simply the process of learning about what what OCD is and why OCD presents can be really helpful in understanding yourself and taking some of the power out of the condition. And so I highly recommend, um, you know, uh, uh, learning about these things. And then there's obviously there are apps like most days. I mean, you know, so most days is it can be helpful. Um, there are a lot of really great meditation apps. I, I think people sometimes um, they think a little bit too much about what meditation is, or they've got some aversion to it. Yes. Um, uh, that's wrong. Meditation is really the process of just observing your mind. And when you observe your mind, you start to understand yourself a little bit. And when you understand yourself, it's easier to make changes. And so, you know, the, the head spaces of the world, the insight timers, um, spending a spending a little bit of time even if it's just a couple of minutes um a day meditating can be very helpful in starting to to understand yourself do you think that's a good place to start you know um creating a new routine i think if it resonates for you i mean i think the 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 place that i always recommend starting is what are the things that you wish you did or did not do most days that you're struggling with today and identify two or three of those and then incorporate some of these habit hacks to um uh to actually see some success where you haven't before you want to start exercising give yourself a little treat at the end of the exercise you can try habit stacking you know you're trying to floss your teeth um but you know you brush every day Force yourself to, you're going to floss right before you brush or right after you brush. So habit stacking is the process of taking a habit you want to adopt and sticking it right at the end of one that you you already do regularly or you do every day. Like for me recently, I started drinking a glass of water before my first cup of coffee in the morning. I just feel a little bit better and I'm not allowed to have that cup of coffee until I take down the glass of water. And that's much easier for me than like, oh, I should in this, in this kind of fuzzy way, make sure that I'm getting some water in the morning. It's much simpler to say, I'm totally addicted to that first cup of coffee in the morning. (laughs) And so I'm going to have that glass of water before I'm allowed to have the coffee. Now I have it every morning. And so identify some habits. You'd be like, wow, I'd feel so good if I were able to not do this thing most days, or I was able to do it you know, most days and try out some of the little habit hacks, focus on just doing a little bit and letting the, and, and trying to, you know, focus on the frequency before the intensity. And you'll find adopting habits is a skill that you have. It is possible to start doing those things. And then you build that muscle and you get better at doing, and then you can add habits along the way. So start small and start with something that's exciting to you. A lot of people aren't excited about meditation and that's totally fine. Yeah, they have to start with something else that they feel like you, you. I'm glad you mentioned the immediate reward because with college students, with most people, they're going to need to see an immediate thing that, that kind of hooks them. It's almost like tricking your brain. Yeah, it's exactly right. Like the, the, the brain operates in a whole bunch of predictable ways. And so understanding the way in which the brain works can help you, you know, you can use that understanding to, yeah, to, to trick yourself into doing something that you've yeah. struggled to do before. 
Thanks so much for being on the show. I, I say this every week, but it really does go by fast. It really does. You know, you think you've got a daunting um, topic such as depression, but you've made it a lot more interesting. Thank you so much. Yeah, I will. I will just leave people with at in you know in my early twenties, um, I was I was an addict. I mean, I I was kind of drinking and smoking um, in a way that I couldn't control. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't doing a whole bunch of things that I should have been doing, and I I was doing a whole bunch of things that I shouldn't. And change is possible. And so there is you know if you're somebody who wants to live your life in a different way, um, you know, stay focused on that. It's possible possible you can achieve that that's a wonderful message thank you thank you don't forget our shows are recorded and podcasted on the apple podcast also to audioboom.com and voices.ua.edu you can type in brain matters and you'll find some of our past shows there's also a link to voices.ua.edu on the counseling center's website and that's counseling.ua.edu i want to make a little announcement about um some of the services that we provide i want to mention that the counseling center offers qpr training upon request qpr stands for question persuade and refer three steps anyone can learn to help prevent suicide do your part and in two short hours you can learn the warning signs for suicide and three simple skills of how to intervene and save someone's life who's suicidal to sign up for our free qpr gatekeeper training for suicide prevention for your department or individually or if you have questions about qpr please contact us at the counseling center at 205-348-3863 because just like CPR, QPR is an emergency response to someone in crisis and can save lives. As always, I like to thank the people who've made this show possible. Dr. Greg Vanderwall, he's the executive director of the Counseling Center. Terry Siggers from the Office of Student Media, my production assistant and my colleague, Catherine Howell. The colleagues here that I have um, that I work with here at the Counseling Center so supportive and the WBUA staff who help edit the show every week. My guest tonight, of course, Brent Franson and don't forget we'll be back next week join us for another show and the topic's going to be strategies for navigating your emotions and life with adhd because we've had a lot of requests for that topic um so tune in next week it's the same time thanks again for listening tonight to brain matters and we'll see you next week good night This show is not intended as a substitute for professional counseling. Further, the views, opinions, and conclusions expressed by the show hosts or their guests are their own and not necessarily those of the University of Alabama, its officers, or trustees. Any views, opinions, or conclusions shared on the show do not create a relationship between the host or any guest and any listener, and such a relationship should never be inferred. If you feel you're in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, please contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact Contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.